Hi, this is Richard. I've got another episode which is a conversation with me and my partner Nati Lombardo and we were talking with B and Josh from the Maastricht Micro Solidarity Congregation. This is the second conversation with them so if you're interested in more context you can go back and check previous episode with them. This was a really good update. They've had uh, their first two big meetings and they're planning what's happening next and how do they get there congregation of 20-ish people into crews and uh, it was fun to get an update they're making great progress and very happy to share what they're learning what we're learning together so stay tuned thanks for listening that's some juicy stuff for you that you love even more about documentation (laughs) (laughs) your, your congregation is like the best documentation of anyone i've ever seen down to having like these are the run sheets. These are the questions that we asked in the breakout groups. I'm like, oh. <laughs> super cool. Nice. Um, helps to have motivation from teachers at university kicking my ass from time to time. Um, yeah. Um, I just wanted to briefly mention like this posture that you just described, Rich, of, of letting this be like, just something fun and exciting to share like that that really feels good to me and i would also like to to bring that to this meeting it doesn't need to be obligatory it doesn't need to feel like work it's um us sharing our excitement with you um so i i nazi for your context in case you don't have it yet i invited rich um for this call because of kind of two main things one being just to share what's been going on um, and explore our process since we last spoke, which is before we even sent any email out to the congregation pretty much. Um, And up until now. And the second thing is that there's um, on May 30th, a moment where I will have to uh, give a public uh, showcase or event for about an hour or so um, about this process and just wanted to explore ideas around that with you guys as well. So yeah, to start off, um, like I would love to dive into um, just, I guess, sharing with you how things have been going. Um, I'd also already from the start be open to hearing from you if you, like I'm not sure how much context you already have based on the things I've put out um i have a little bit of context yeah but not much so i might ask you questions along the way okay yeah sounds good um i mean shall we just go through the whole story or are there any uh lenses you'd like to focus on specifically um i love to hear like if you're crewing like if you're already organizing crews mm-hmm. like how is that going um, how many crews do you have going? What are some processes that you might be using? And what is the process that you're using to organize those crews? Yeah, and related to that, it's my question at the moment about how much of that, that energy for hosting those crews is coming from you too, being really connected and focused and like having some sense of inspiration versus it kind of manifesting in the group and, and happening in a more decentralized peer-to-peer way. Okay. But also just whatever updates you've got to share are yeah. interesting as well. I mean, so basically we we decided that um, we were going to have our first gathering in mid-July. Mm-hmm. That was the initial plan, mid-July. And 
before this gathering would have some introductory meetings in which we would invite people just to get them an idea of what micro solidarity was and then after these meetings people could decide whether they wanted to take the responsibility and enroll get on to the, get into the project and then come to the gathering and the gathering would be the place where we grew um so we met with the first group of around 10 people in march and this was presential we were in person still and then these people invited another round of um, people and we met again in april uh, this time already in zoom because of corona and in april i think in the zoom call we were about 16 people mm -hmm. mm. and uh, we are going to have another zoom call for introducing again to people just in boarding so what we do is uh, for one hour, we just talk about micro-solidarity as a structure. And then for another hour, we go a little bit like more into what, what is these, what in micro-solidarity really attracts you and what kind of projects do you have? What makes you alive that you would like to work on? And so on Sunday, we're going to meet again for the third time. And this will be more or less the final group um, that we're going to bring to the gathering. Um, we are a little bit in a moment in which um, I think that on one side, uh, because this is also a, a, a semi-closed group of friends, people are crewing naturally. Mm. Um, on the other side, the official moment for crewing would be in the gathering. And at the moment, we are kind of not knowing too well how to relate to it because we would like it to be an in-person moment, uh, but we are not sure on whether this is going to be possible or not. On one side, we are more or less hoping that because we plan on doing it in the end of June, beginning of July, that maybe a gathering with 20 to 25 people won't be so much of a big thing. Yeah. And are they all, are they all in Maastricht? No. We started with, uh, with everyone being in Maastricht, nine of us. And in the second meeting, when we did it over Zoom, we then had uh, two, three people from outside of Maastricht out of the 14. Mm -hmm. um, so now we're, yeah, we've kind of naturally gone into a direction where the majority is based physically in Maastricht, but um, we're also being open to friends coming from other places in Europe and the UK. Um, I don't really have a desire, like I also have friends in the States who I could think of to invite, but for some reason I feel like still having some sort of uh, more, yeah, closer geolocation is nice. Um, so keeping it somewhat to Europe, yeah. how my instinct is going. This is the weird, one of the weird things about this moment is suddenly everyone's connecting online and there's heaps of opportunity. Like I have intentionally been cutting off conversations from the States and just saying, no, 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 for now I'm focused in Europe. Mm -hmm. But in the last month or two, it's like, I'm having conversations all over the world because why not? Everyone's online. Like, it's fine. Yeah. But when it comes to actually, yeah, you want to be spending time together face to face. I don't mm -hmm. want to be creating these kind of relationships where then people are expected to fly intercontinentally to hang out for three days thing. Exactly. That really feels like a relic from the past. I don't want to be doing that anymore. So it makes sense to me to, to draw that, at least the regional boundary, and maybe it's Europe or maybe it's even, you know, a little bit of the Middle East and North Africa as well or whatever, but 
some right. sense of like people have if you can move by land yeah then it's much easier yeah. or if you you know if you want to take a sailboat why not but <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly. going to take you a bit longer yeah exactly mm. did you want to continue mm. um yeah i mean even not only in europe but in maastricht specifically like at some point we also thought about expanding our network or inviting people that would for example be located i have someone that i would like to invite from norway and a few people from portugal but then i was also like at this very moment we are going to do this dry run from june until november december this is what the the, the dates that we that we established mm -hmm. and i felt like maybe let's try with this small circle that it's already closed that it's already here let's establish our culture and also and going a little bit into our, your second point it's a little bit also Josh and I are getting to this moment in which we are doing things, but in which we would like to really create a more participatory culture. Mm -hmm. And um, and I think that this we have been kind of doing this from the start, but now that we need to be more explicit, and I think that this is also more easily done when people are more in a, in a more central place where people can relate to each other more easily. Because if I have one person in Portugal, maybe she feels or he feels more distant to the like 15 16 people here so really creating this culture breeding this culture from the start and then inviting and like having 15 people who are kind of equally um owning the project let's say mm -hmm. yeah i think this has been uh for me one of the kind of biggest issues um in this process is just like Mm, yeah, making things explicit enough and getting people to take initiative and like going into these kind of um, participatory self-organizing culture is something that I'm also kind of studying on the side. Mm. Um, I'm actually right now taking this course with um, the organizing like mycelium course with Samantha Slade and Phoebe Tickle. Um, so I'm also, yeah, trying to just learn a bit more like how to bring in practices of going horizontal of participation to make things more yeah to get people to take more responsibility like initiate more um give their ideas make it more valuable for them themselves rather than me and be always kind of deciding what's up do you have a, do you have a like from those sources or just from your own intuition do you have a kind of mental model or um a framework or some kind of yeah, how do you think about that transition from you've obviously initiated this energy and you want it to be, you've got this destination where it's co-created and participatory. Do you have a sense of like, how do you get from A to B? Roughly, but um, like, yeah, I'm definitely, I don't know, I think, like I definitely am not following a, a, an instruction manual right now. Um, kind of just am starting like really testing things. Like we send an email and no one responds by the, by the date we asked them to, no one responds a week later. So the next email we start putting action points and the next email we start putting things at the top of the email. And the next email we start, we encourage people that actually like we really all need to kind of participate and give some like heartfelt paragraph about why we all need to participate. Um, or mention something in an in-person meeting or on Zoom. 
um yeah like right now it's at the it's at the very novice phase i think of kind of just like trying things out that feel like they might work and then seeing what happens and i also think like for me it's also like i think um it also requires a moment from me and josh to stop and to see what is it that needs to be decentralized what is it that we want to make participatory because for me at the moment it's it's not so clear mm. so i think that that would be the first step to like okay what is it that we want to decentralize where is it that we want people to 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 jump on board and to 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 respond to because at the moment it feels like it's it's a little bit more it's not so much on how much we're doing or what we're bringing to the group but it's more like we ask to respond to emails and they don't respond and so these these are the kind of um things that at least to me are being a little bit hard to deal with especially when not being able to run into people on the street or make that you know kind of spontaneous reminder um um, question is it at the moment just the two of you as a core team or do you have all the people yeah i would say so i would say i would say that like there's the two of us in the emails logistics doing the the the, the administration work and i would say that there's three more people sophie hi and max who are also kind of we go for them to uh, to have ideas to brainstorm and they respond they also contact people they are kind of like supporters mm -hmm. yeah. which also feels quite good like i i personally really feel like at least these three people like i i really trust and rely on mm -hmm. you can expect this kind of uh, power law distribution of engagement yeah, i was hoping <laughs> that you had talked about it already i'm not sure if i have but that there's two of you in the middle that are doing a lot and then there's another three or four people that are doing a bit and then there's going to be a lot of people that are yeah 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 barely engaging yeah, yeah. And that's that's normal that's normal yeah yeah and yeah. I, don't, I don't think i've got like a really clear mental model that's why i was asking in case you picked it up from samantha and those other people um definitely there's a thing which is like um giving birth and, and raising a kid you know like when a when a baby is first born it's completely helpless and then at some point it becomes an independent autonomous adult and there's this transition period you know that takes some number of years and there's this awkward process of like oh should i step in or should i let go or and that's it seems like at the start for some reason you you too and maybe a couple of people next to you are these peculiar people that have a vision and they can see like yeah it's worth doing this logistical part it's worth doing this let's make some agreements and have these meetings and things because i want to get to there and that place is really motivating but most people don't really see that they don't really feel it or they don't believe that it's possible or it's just not their priority or whatever and you kind of it's on you to to be the parents you know and just like raise that baby until it starts getting its own like yeah that's exactly what it feels like <laughs> i i mean from what I know, the best way to do that is to start passing on responsibilities. Yeah. So yeah. if you even say, hey, we need to do this particular task and we need some people to step up to do it. So we can, you can call out to um, whomever feels called to you know, be doing those actions to form mm -hmm. some sort of working group. And you could be supporting that working group, but not directly involved. 
So in that sense, like the people that are going to be doing the work, they're the ones that are, will take on this feeling of ownership of what's yes. happening. Yes. Yeah. Uh, instead of you having to tell them what to do or you having to hold their hand to do everything, you could be there like supporting them, like, you know, like reach out if you have questions, but, but kind of be like, this, this belongs to all of us. Yeah. Why don't you hold the baby for a while? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like that. You pass it, exactly. pass it around and it's like, oh yeah, got it. Uh, but even that first gesture of handing over, I think it, it comes after some initiation, yeah. the activation yeah, and the course. gathering makes sense. You know, that people get excited after spending a couple of days together and they're actually like, at that point is a good time to ask them, like, can you take some responsibility now? Yeah. And before then it's that. Yeah. Although they already had a few meetings, right? Like in a, in a way you do have the sense that you already have some sort of group going right. on. Yeah. yeah, this is, yeah. I mean, we didn't, we had these meetings yeah, just to build some undercurrent of culture and structure and commitment until, so we only had planned to have two meetings and then the in-person gathering. Yeah. April, May, June gather. Um, but now we're not able to, so we're kind of just a little bit loosening up and saying, okay, let's just keep having these welcoming sessions. And we're actually gonna, after this Sunday, stop the welcoming sessions and kind of cap our group at, whatever number it is, maybe 15 or so, mm -hmm. and then just do two kind of peer coaching coaching sessions uh, through the month of May, mm -hmm. uh, and then see what else happens. Mm -hmm. um, but asking people not to invite um, new people until, I guess, yeah, until probably November, actually, until after we're able to gather for the first time in person. Yeah, cool. Makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I had something I wanted to say about the, the participation, um, but I lost it. Maybe it comes back. Um, I'll, I'll just add another piece on that then that, um, something I've noticed in another congregation that I'm in, um, the founder, there's very much, it's very obvious that there's like one person in the middle and they're, they're very committed to participation and shared ownership and so on. And, and he and I have this kind of relationship of um, I've kind of got permission to give him feedback about, hey, look, I think this is one of these times where you can pass the baby over and you're, you know, like so passionate and committed and conscientious and you've got the standard of like quality of how you'd like it to be. Um, but it's not going to look like that when someone else does it. You're going to have to, like, this is a good, this is a, like you're saying about giving people responsibilities. It's like, this is a good shaped job that someone else can just do that. You know, host this meeting. I mean, that's one of the reasons we emphasize crew so much is pretty easy to host a crew, you know, at least to host one of the meetings of one of the crews. Anyone can kind of pick that role up. And it just, it's just like the tiniest first step in the direction of taking responsibility and, and holding space for others and caring and that sort of thing. And so it could be helpful to, maybe it's the two of you doing that for each other or other people in the, in the community as well doing that to you, but to give you feedback and go like, hey, here's a, here's a moment where you can let go a little bit and yeah, expect that to be a somewhat clumsy process. <laughs> I remember what I was going to say, um, kind of, yeah, relating to that, the passing over of the baby and just what, what I do feel intuitively is perhaps that just making it a bit more explicit um, that we would like this culture um, mm -hmm. would be helpful because we've kind of, in every meeting, we've been focusing fully on um, kind of sharing micro solidarity and getting to know each other and sharing our dreams and our like our desires and our boundaries 
um, and not really going into, okay, how do we actually want to be keeping this fire alive together? It's mm -hmm. a bit assumed and expected that B and I are just pulling the horses for now. Mm -hmm. um, so we haven't had that conversation yet. And I also think it's okay because it's only been two moments of filling people in, but that feels like if I were to have some kind of, yeah, like you asked, intuitive mental model, it would be maybe creating moments to explicitly um, share like participatory practices, perhaps one that I'm picking up in this going horizontal workshop, for example. Um, yeah, something mm. like that. I, I just remembered Joshua Vial, who's the founder of Inspiral. He, I think it was the first or the second gathering that I went to from Inspiral, which, you know, it had already been around for a year or two before I arrived. And he, when everyone was present, you know, made this big explicit gesture of, he, he explained this metaphor of like trying to start a fire and you need to kind of blow on the flames to get it going. And if you blow too hard, it goes out. But if you don't blow enough, it goes out. You know, there's this kind of balancing act of getting that thing going. And he was saying, um, I've been blowing a lot these last few years and I'm going to stop soon and I want the flame to keep going and I don't want it to be mine. I want it to be ours and gave us six months notice and said, you know, expect over the next six months that I'm going to start. I'm not going to be putting in so much energy and it needs to come from your, and that, yeah, he had, I, I'm super impressed by that as a model of leadership that he could give us that kind of signaling and say over this long period of time, I'm going to slowly step down my engagement and, you're going to have to step in and fill out the gaps or else it's not going to work anymore. Mm -hmm. And then at the next gathering, then he left after that and left the country and like didn't do anything. Like he was completely unavailable for, I think it was like six months. He went to Cambodia. It was just like, I'm out. And mm -hmm. that meant um, all of the technical stuff of like, yeah, who's, whose Zoom room are we using for the meetings or like what, who's got access to the website, all of that sort of stuff had to get out of his, you know, like those kind of things that you just collect naturally when you're starting something. We had to like explicitly get all of that out into other places. And that was a really great, I mean, again, it was kind of bumpy and clumsy and inefficient and people got hurt along the way too. But um, it was a model that I, yeah, would really love to emulate. Yeah. Not to say that you should just leave, just don't, don't leave. <laughs> like, yeah, six months, body, people. Make sure that someone's holding the baby, <laughs> just don't run away. <laughs> 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 Were you going to say something? Um, nothing, no, never mind. Okay. Um, shall we talk a little bit about... Um, yeah. Sure. Um, about the public uh, event? Yeah. I have a question, though. Sure. Um, what happens if the July gathering can't happen? Good question. That's a good question. <laughs> yeah, we were going to ask you that. <laughs> um, I have ideas, but you tell yeah, me. We don't exactly know like off the top of my head um i would like to really just dive into practices of micro solidarity and of crewing and i don't want to have to wait for us to be able to meet in person to do so mm -hmm. so an obstacle towards that so far was that okay we want to have kind of our final for now group together mm -hmm. so one that's going to be with us consistent from now until november so now that we after this sunday we'll have that um, then I feel really comfortable and just continuing to create peer coaching sessions and um, peer support moments. Um, so yeah, I feel like we will continue, we can continue just having moments uh, via Zoom. Um, 
Yeah, I think, I guess, I don't know, a possibility would be because we, we, will, we will be kind of a small group of 15 to 20 people. And so a possibility would be to just like meet once, twice a month, probably once and give this session a topic that is interesting to us. So for example, this month we'll already have a, um, we'll, we are already organizing a session on, on money talks. So how do we relate to money, like things around this. And so maybe to continue doing one session of these and maybe also in, in, in relation to this participatory culture, give it back give it back to the other 18 members saying, hey, who's down to take care of our common session for next month? And, um, and then wait kind of in these terms in which there's still some kind of like enthusiasm, inspiration, something that we're getting out of this group and then wait until the exact moment comes to, to meet in person and to crew. Mm -hmm. um, there could also be the possibility of crewing online, trying to crew online. Um, we haven't explored that too much. Um, it feels, it feels, it feels definitely possible. Also, probably definitely not necessarily ideal, mm -hmm. uh, because there's also just these. Especially because most of us, if out of twenty, that said, six people, sixty, sixteen people are in the same town. We literally live like five minutes cycling from each other. Um, uh, that can help in making it online for sure. It's something that we're also brainstorming. In your calls in the past months, how have been people reacting to this crewing online in your experience? Uh, I've only done crewing online. Mm. I've never done in-person crewing because we live remote. Um, we've been traveling around the world. We live in a like, in a village in Italy and um, like my main community is Inspiro and mm -hmm. in Inspiro a lot of people are all over the show but a lot of them are also in New Zealand so we yeah we've only done it online um, a majority of the pods in Inspiro are all digital they're all remote um, and we have a lot of different formats for for those crews we call them pods in Inspiro um, so we have a lot of yeah, different formats and things that people can do. I guess that the good thing of living really close by is that even if you start online because you can't meet, I don't know how like how strong the restrictions are over there. Um, no. Here you can meet. Uh, so you could start digitally and then you can move into, great, we live really close together. You know, you can even start making plans of what are the things that you can do when, mm -hmm. when all this is over. Yeah. I, I definitely would lean towards let's start crewing. Um, not only do we, I don't think we should only be having once or twice a month like big group sessions, but I would really like to be having once a month crewing sessions for all the different pods, crews. And the, the like one little jump that I am wondering about is it seems intuitive to have an in-person gathering and really go into each other and meet and then come kind of come out of that naturally yeah. um, in groups, but like how to do that from the basis of like a 20 person zoom call. Um, yeah. And, and also like, cause there are some people that know more of the group than others. So also how to like give um, the rest of the group enough insight and understanding of this kind of more new person um, so that, yeah, they they want they will feel kind of committed to crewing with them. Yeah, 
I can I can give you the experience of how we do it in in Inspiral, where there's around 200 people and not everyone knows everyone. Mm -hmm. um, I'm part of the working group in Inspiral that coordinates the pods. So um, I can tell you what is the process we run. So we've done a few different processes and the one that we're doing now that it seems to be more stable and working is we do form the pods after the, the gatherings, wherever mm -hmm. gatherings they are, because it seems like that's the moment where there's more energy as well and people are even checking more on the uh, communication platforms we have and things like that, so that really helps. Also, people get to know each other, get to meet, maybe they were discussing a topic and they're interested to follow up on that. Mm -hmm. But the forming of the pods happens after and it happens online. So what we do is we put up a thread, we use Lumio, I don't know if you know about Lumio, but we use Lumio to communicate. And uh, we put up a thread that says, hey, this is the start of our new pods. And um, if you want to be a caller, we have different roles that people can play. So we say the person that wants to, that has the initiation um, energy, that like the seed energy, then they're the callers. And if you want to be a caller, if you're interested in call out, like people will be like, I want to talk about this particular topic or I want a pod on this particular flavor or this intention. And there's a lot of different intentions that people have. Some people wanna just have a place to check in with others and have some sense of um, peer support, more on more emotional level or personal development or professional development. There's people that want to have some support on projects that they're doing. There's people that wanna do an online course. So. The, that initial um, energy comes from the caller and then whomever is interested in, in that intention, they'll reply and be like, that sounds really great, let's meet up. And maybe mm -hmm. they'll have a few calls and that's it for that poll or maybe they'll just keep on going. But mm -hmm. it's like, it's a way to get to know the others as well on a particular yeah, interest. Mm -hmm. I guess the important part of that is there's not an expectation that everyone's going to do it. No. But it's just you're making it really visible and really easy for people that want to do it. And, and, and we keep kind of drawing attention and going like, hey, look, these people are having a great time at Inspiral. They're, they're finding lots of opportunities to yeah. collaborate and so on because they're doing this pods thing and it's, and it's worthy. And it's pretty, like what we learned is that the, especially for new people, it's super useful. They're the ones that jump right away because they're, they have this energy where they want to meet the others. They're coming into this place because they want to meet others. Uh, while sometimes the long-term people that have been there for a really long time, they're the ones that less engage yeah. because they already have those connections. They know that at any moment they can reach out to any other and, right. and have those conversations. And um, hmm. I have two questions. Do you do only one round of pod creation? So let's say that you have this gathering and then a week after the gathering, you open the, the Lumio thread to create, to create pods. Do you only do it once or is it ongoing? Uh, we do it every time we have a gathering. So in New Zealand, the, is, that is where the main gatherings happen. There's one in summer and there's one in winter. So every six months, basically. You do, you do it. Okay. Yeah. And then... Okay, so and whoever once joins the pods, but it's also fine if someone does, d decides. Okay, for these six months, I don't. I I'm 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 on my own. I'm a solo rider. Yeah. Like perfect. Okay. Yeah, but you know, at the same time, anyone can at any point say, "Hey, I'm keen to do a pod on something." Like mm -hmm. the idea of this is to have a pulse as a network, 
mm-hmm. where we encourage people to do it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And at, at instead the of being like a random thing that yeah. Yeah. people are paying attention all at the same time in a particular place, and they know that this is the time where a lot of people are going to be uh, either wanting to join a pod or wanting to call out one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the Community Weavers Guild, which is this other congregation I'm in, we we've done it the same way. Um, we had a gathering. And, and during the gathering, we put people, we call them home groups. So you're, you're connecting with like three or four people that you'll meet with repeatedly through the gathering, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like a proto crew, a proto pod in a way. You sort of get the taste of that. And then after the gathering, we initiated this thing of like, hey, we suggest you do this. It's a really nice way to stay in contact and feel connected to this bigger thing. Um, it's optional, but strongly encouraged. I don't know what the numbers are, but I'd say it's probably 75%, 80% of people. Uh, over took a few months you know for things to configure and just calendars to align and all that but most people are in it and now we're in this debate of as we've been around for a while we start to uh, formalize our structure a bit more a bit more explicit expectations of um, engagement and participation there's a debate now is should we make that a minimum requirement that you're in a pod that you're meeting at least monthly with a small group and Mm -hmm. that um that's one way that we can count on you being plugged in and aware of what's going on and, um, and being visible to each other, like, you know, so that you can see when someone's having trouble, all that sort of thing is really helpful when you know that someone's got a reliable point of contact. So I don't know if we're going to formalize it, but it looks like we're going in that direction. Mm-hmm. But the sequence, I think, is really important that we started with this very autonomous, very free, mm-hmm. optional, it's volunteer, choose, choose your own adventure. And then over time we get we settle in and go. Oh, this feels like a good rule. Let's let's agree to this more formally. It's interesting mm. because I feel like, for example, what in our in our like the I I feel like the way the way we see it and the way that we've been perceiving it is that, um, our 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 welcoming meetings, these two three meetings that we're gonna have, we're kind of like giving a taste, giving a flavor, talking about micro-solidarity, talking about the structure. And I am expecting, and I think Josh is too, and the general expectation is that from these gatherings, we come out with a crew. So our, like, the, like from, from these meetings, like we, we are, like we ask people to say, okay, if you want to come to the gathering, you already have to be committed to, for the past, for the next six months to be in your crew and then the crew as an autonomous culture that you can decide on but that's the thing that that's that's the deal of our experience do you is it i feel like it is right yeah yeah um interesting okay i mean i like that that certainly like suits that. my yeah. personality type to have that level of clarity up front like this is what you're in for and um it's nice and clean. It's, it feels well designed, you know. Yeah. Both of these two contexts that we're talking about—they're kind of messy and complicated, and that. And it's it's yeah, of course. In spiral, this is doing pods is being introduced a year ago, yeah. so on a network that is ten years old. So it's you know right. it's something sure. that we're prototyping. We are also moving towards a little bit closer to what you're talking about with the guild, where we are going to do a proposal to the network to change some of our agreements. Mm. Um, we never force anyone to do something um, in a spiral, right? But but there's going to be like strongly encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Hey, this is the cool thing that we do. Yeah. <laughs> Over here with 
shiny lights. Yeah. And... <laughs> I think it's cool to design for, let's have everyone doing, you know, yeah. having the, this kind Give of shared experience. And also just to allow for the fact that humans are always a lot more messy than the, the nice designs that we do on the flowchart, you know, yeah. that yeah. stuff will happen. Yeah. True, for sure. Yeah. My question is like, um, yeah, what is your sense of, like, is your sense that crews are going to form at the gathering and then they're going to do their own thing and you're not going to have an involvement or is your sense that you two are going to still like hand holding all the pods or, um, yeah. What is your engagement once yeah. they're crewing? Let's yeah, say. I understand your question. Um, this is something we haven't dove too, too deeply into yet. Um, mm -hmm. like designing that interaction. Um, I, do you think that I would, I mean, I've never crewed also. So I, I only like the only experience I have more than these people is that I've probably listened to more car podcasts and read more articles <laughs> about it from you guys mainly. <laughs> so like, um, I, I think that I would offer my, like my insights, my understandings of the possibilities, uh, of how these crews can go. Um, and yeah, I mean, out of out of interest as well, um, and out of desire to like exchange knowledge, I would probably try to set something up where like the crews can um, like talk to each other more regularly and share like tips for um, how to do things. Mm. Um, but I and I could also see myself within my crew being like hyper aware of how we're doing things and how we're making expiry dates to agreements and like really just bring in my own culture of doing things um, and allow that be kind of one case study. And maybe another crew is super loose and is just like high-fiving on the street sometimes. I don't know, but like um, then it, after the six months coming together and really sharing our experiences and saying, wow, we have this whole spectrum of, um, of different styles of crewing and mm -hmm. kind of allowing it to be that way. Yeah. That's, now. Cool. that's, my, that's my vision a little yeah. bit. I think having an online meeting point in which from time to time, also coming from the gathering, like how much do we want to interact with each other? And just maybe having um, an online space in which from time to time we just write, hey, like this month, like this crew just met and we talked about these. Yeah. Because we're also talking about, I don't know, if we're 20 people, five, six crews, um, we'll see. It's not up to us. <laughs> I think the um, having these virtual spaces, especially yeah, assuming that the gathering is going to be delayed because we are not allowed to meet or whatever. Like, um, if you can have yeah, once a month or something like that, where there's these these moments where people know that if they show up to that call, they're gonna experience something excellent you know like that it's um like even just from what i've seen from the design of the first two meetings it's like i'm pretty sure that what you're doing is really high quality facilitation that there's a lot of forethought and design there's people that are taking responsibility for the group experience um both in the social domain and the technical domain and there's like a whole a lot of care that's gone into that and i think if you keep that standard of quality up because this is my experience with the guild the the quality of facilitation on all the calls is so high that it's like, I don't really care what we're talking about. I like just connecting with those people because the process is going to be excellent and I come out feeling refreshed and like energized and I get some insights. Um, 
and if you can get to that standard and hold it there, then people just keep showing up because it, it's just like, it feels good to go there even yeah. without knowing specifically what the output's going to be or why. And so I, I do wonder like if there's going to be some virtual connections before the gathering, maybe that becomes a rhythm. Yeah. Like in, in the guild, we do a month, a monthly um, open space. So like, we don't know what it's going to be next month, but there's someone who's volunteered to host it. And then people will come with like, I want to have some advice on this project, or I just want to hang out and with, connect with some people I haven't met yet. And you can kind of invent formats like that. Yeah. What I, what I have in these found super, super valuable was I think also something that you said, like at the very start when we started doing this project, I was feeling very systematic, very meticulous about like how to do things and everything should be in order and everything should have a structure. And then you said something, um, you said that like, I don't remember what in specific, but it was about like sparking love and fun and like well-being between people. And since then that was kind of just like, yo, it like, what is going to really attract people is their sense of belonging and their sense of well-being and like being in a zoom call for like one hour and a half and still feeling fun and still feeling refreshed and smiling and in high spirits and i think that this is the key mm -hmm. totally yeah i think so, that maybe let's yeah talk about maybe um we could talk a little bit about this this moment for sharing what's what we've been doing sharing a bit about micro solidarity um so basically the thing is that um on the 30th of May, um, like I basically have the, have the platform to uh, have a live online event um, to share about the process of this project. Mm -hmm. um, what I would really love is that, um, so right now I'm thinking that the audience would include um, people from the Lumio forum, people uh, related to Inspiral, people related to this kind of network already who are interested uh, on like, yeah, about micro solidarity, basically connected to this. Um, I would also then be inviting, of course, my university and trying to um, get into the, the general public as well in the Netherlands to start, um, but also reaching out to through different networks. Um, what I would really like from this um, moment is to primarily give the public audience a, a felt experience of what we're going through, what we're doing and how you can really intersect. Cause like what's been so um, <clears throat> special for me about this process is diving into a style of work um, and a style of relating to people, which really crosses this intersection of emotional intimacy, financial and economic intimacy. And it's really feels very strongly. And also for a lot of the people that we've, um, who have become participants, it's really this feeling of like, wow, this is actually kind of a new wave of how to socialize and a new wave of how to work, like at, all together. Um, I can actually meet my friends on like the level that we would normally meet, but I also get deeper insight into what they're actually doing and what they really deeply care about doing in the world. Um, so sharing some kind of uh, practices with the audience, going into breakout rooms, actually doing them, would be really nice and I'm curious to know if if there's like I would also like to support the model the concept 
of micro solidarity itself um, and kind of use this moment that I have and have to do and will put effort and energy into um, with a group of people as well. Just like using that energy to also uplift micro solidarity as a model to share with people. Um, so I'm wondering if, I guess if you guys notice already like any um, specific needs or what might be most helpful for micro solidarity itself to, yeah, to, to just spread and also um, for more people to, to feel like they have access to using it and to integrating it into their own circles. Mm -hmm. That's really exciting. Um, off the top of my head, there's a piece about inspiration. Like, <clears throat> why is this interesting? Why, why have you put this energy in? Why do you think it's worth telling people about? Like, just being able to capture that um, is really useful. Mm -hmm. And there's a piece about one of my uncertainties and discomforts with micro solidarity is that it's just, we're not really inventing much. Like we're remixing a whole body of work that already exists and other practitioners. So I think um, the more that you can reference it as this, if you can point like, you know, like naming Phoebe Tickell and, and Samantha Slade, for instance, and saying there's this thing called going horizontal in there really leading on that. And, and that's one of the pieces. And then there's like Rhea back from out of hosting and, and she's been contributing to and, and kind of naming some of this lineage and making it not, um, it's not just this uh, invention that's come from a point source, you know, like it's this yeah. whole network of ideas. Um, the other piece is being clear about the experimental nature. Like this is not mature. We don't know how it works. We're learning. Um, the invitation is to join an open source research network where people are learning in public together. We don't actually know how to do it. Like Inspiral is pretty mature and it works reasonably well, but no one knows how to do two of Inspirals. Like we've only known how to do one of them. And this is a, this is a new discovery process. And so it's like um, inspiring people by not giving their hopes up to a, to a fake level of like, oh, you just, run, you just run through these processes and then before you know it, you're going to have the lifestyle of your dreams. Yeah, we've reinvented social life and work uh, together. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> Utopia. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then also I'm really fascinated at the moment about what obscures people, what, what obstacles are between them and their agency? Like, what was it that, um, uh, was there a time before where you had kind of these vague wishes and hopes, but then something happened and then, then you got the sense of like, yes, I can do this, we can do this, we can initiate something, I feel ready to start. Like, I would love to know what it is that catalyzes that switch from, mm. I'm hungry, I'm longing, or I'm, I'm lost, or I don't know, I've got a sense that something could be different. And then the switch goes and suddenly it's like, ah, I'm gonna take this action, I'm gonna invite these people, I'm gonna use this framework. Like, I would love to know what happened. Yeah, I think the how to start uh, story, it's quite important. There's a lot of people that ask, like even in the trainings that we do, you know, for decentralized organizing, um, people that are really interested, but like, but how do I, how do I find the other people that are going to be perfect to join this mm -hmm. ideal utopia that I have? Um, so just, yeah, just sharing the story of how you started, like how did you find even the, you know, the third person or the fourth person? Um, 
And then I'm just interested in the, yeah, what's the actual process design um, for the session? How long have you got? Um, I have, I would like to keep it below an hour and a half. Yeah. Um, shooting at one hour, I think. And yeah. our idea is a little bit so, and this is the juicy part for you also that I mentioned at the start. <laughs> so we were thinking about making some videos. So kind of like a, a teaser, like something about the micro solidarity as the framework and structure that we're using. So more or less talking about crews and uh, congregations and how more or less they work, of course, according to each, each one's culture. And then to also make another video or maybe in the same video to have people talking about their experiences. So like, how, how do they see a certain thing about this whole process through a certain lens? Um, uh, what was the thing that sparkled you about microsolidarity? What was the thing that maybe made you feel like, oh, I don't know if I want to commit to it so much or uh, actually, yeah, just like different questions, um, making kind of this small video. Um, and then, um, and then, yeah, like the, 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 the discussion place of the, of the, 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 the online space, we, we haven't fixed, um, we haven't thought like we haven't concretized, concretized the structure too much. Mm -hmm. Super poor English, sure. <laughs> <laughs> you, you mean like the, a moment within the event where we have some kind of discussion? Yeah, that the discussion we haven't yeah. really like, yeah, we don't sure. know too well I'm, how it's gonna go yet. I have a few questions. Um, one is when you talk about, you're talking about making these videos, is the idea to record these videos and send them in advance to participant or to record those videos during the session? The idea until now was to record this video and actually uh, show it during the event. So mm -hmm. keeping it somewhat short as well, maybe 10 minutes um, and share it during the event. Um, could also be that we share it beforehand. Um, and yeah, like a main benefit of this video is also for us just having having super nice documentation of people's experiences doing this ethnographic research and um for the audience as well to have a bit more just context and uh understanding of how the people that are participating are experiencing it mm. cool. um so yeah we also in this moment wanted to just invite both of you to participate in some way um either from the level of coming and watching, being an audience, um, to being involved in a discussion live, to um, maybe asking questions or um, perhaps sharing kind of your perspective on why microsolidarity kind of, yeah, why, why did you actually spend so much research and um, time into writing this article and into really sharing this? So there's, there's a few different levels of participation that I would um, be really interested in exploring with you both. And at this point, I feel like it's an open invitation. And after this call, you can, of course, just let it simmer and, and feel it out. Um, but if we have time now, I'd love to- May 30th? Yeah, May 30th. What time? So either, 10.30 to 12 or 6 p.m. until 7.30.
we haven't decided on a time yet, but I'd like to make those options. Yeah, we're doing it in the evening then opens up. People in the States can participate. There's a lot, for some reason, there's a lot of people in the US at the moment that are tuning mm. in like solidarity and paying attention. So nice one. Yeah. The new way Good of point. socializing. Yes. And, and uh, work. <laughs> and we're doing a, we're doing a, a practice week. Yeah. Midnight. Yeah, it's on the eleventh um, to fifteenth. Yeah, eleventh to the fifteenth. So we can also like, you know, if you have like an invite about this, we can share it with the people that participate in the event and things We're like counting on participating mm. too. Oh cool. great. Yeah. Great. That's good. You'll you'll get to experience us learning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Um I can say I'm happy to participate in some way. And um yeah. we've been experimenting with different formats for this kind of thing where it's a bit more public, like um, it's, obviously, it's not the general public. It's not just some random people, but um, people that you don't know, but you probably expect they have some kind of shared interests or friends of friends of friends in common and things like that. And the basic rule of thumb we're using is, well, first, you've got to signal to people before they arrive that it's going to have a participatory component because mm. there's a real like obstacle people have to, oh, don't put me in a small group with strangers and I have to connect with them. You mm. know, so like signaling that well up ahead we did one the other day called we called it a participatory talk and we made it clear like there's some people that are going to open the floor and they're going to say some stuff and then you're going to be in a group and you're going to talk about what you think about it and then we're going to come back and that rule of thumb of the um i call it the rule of thirds like if you've got an hour then do 20 minutes of setting context and inspiration and here's the talk and the, or here, we're going to roll the videos you know like just a little bit of here's what we're here for and then 20 minutes in breakout groups um with this thing, it might be probably okay, if you have less than four thing. people in a group, it might be a little bit too exposing for strangers. Um, but give them a couple of questions, some prompts, you know, go spend 20 minutes in a, in a, in a small group. And then the last 20 minutes is just like, um, you can be hearing back from people. Sometimes we'll do things like, you know, if you've got questions, put them in the chat and then um, maybe there's a panel that's answering questions or you're just hearing reflections from what happened in the small groups. And that flow tends to, it's like the first third orients people and situates them and gives them something to talk about. Second third, they experience some connection and they're like inquiring into their own experience and like listening to someone else and be like, wow, it's so great to learn from you. And then that last third is more about feeling connected to the whole. And it's like, oh, wow, we really went something. You know, like when you get to hear a little bit about what popped in all the small groups, it yeah. feels like we achieved something as a whole group that wasn't just someone was talking and everyone else was listening. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. It's super interesting to hear this. Yeah, because I also I also really have this feeling, as you said, that like when you say, okay, micro solidarity isn't actually such a, a new thing, it's just like a collection of different cultures. And like I have been in such different cultures, and it's like looking at micro solidarity and saying, Yeah, this is just like Richard was able to put this kind of implicit culture into writing and this is so cool and for example this 20 minute rule of what you've been mentioning it's also somehow been what implicitly josh and i have been doing in our online zooms with all these people we started with like hey this is what we are here to do like what about let's brainstorm about this question let's like go to small rooms go to these small rooms because people can talk with each other they can actually like have fun and get to know others and then we come back to the big room and we share what we learn and people have the space to just say something and then, okay, mm. bye. <laughs> and it works. It feels good. You're like, it works. It feels good. 
So it's, um, it's been one hour, it's six o'clock. Um, wanted to offer you guys the chance to um, ask or say anything, if there's anything burning that you'd like to keep talking about. Otherwise, I think we could check out. I'm just so thrilled with the documentation. I can't say <laughs> it enough. It's exceptional. It makes me so happy. Like, because I think what's happening is I always wanted Inspiral to be like this, where um, a ton of the production was happening in a way where it was all that extra energy is going into to publishing stuff that's useful for others. And we just never had that, you know, like people had a, it was a kind of a different culture and different priorities and stuff. But it's so exceptional that you can document that stuff. And I'm, I'm really sure that it's super valuable for a lot of other people like to have this is the invitation that we sent people to come to the meeting. And this is what happened in the meeting. Like all of that detail, I think is super helpful for everyone else that is starting, you know, that there might be six months behind you and, and thinking like, Oh, I'd love to start something. It's, it's just ultra valuable and better than what I could do. So I'm so excited about that. I think that's, that's, yeah, that's not a question or anything. It's just a, like, <laughs> keep going. It's a, it's a subtle pressure to don't, don't drop that ball. <laughs> Cool, thanks. Yeah, it's exciting to get to know you all and, and hear what you're doing. And um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to hearing the next updates and see how, mm. what, what is that you're experimenting with and what we can learn as well from that um, to pass it on to the others. Cool. Mm, so I guess I was checking out. Um, I can go uh, next. Um, so first of all, I have to say that I'm actually really excited and looking forward for these 90 minute calls from in May. Um, I also took a look at the, 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 the program and it's just, it, it looks exciting. I'm just looking forward to also just be with a network of strangers that are working on the same thing and hear all these different perspectives. Um, thank you so much for this call. It gave us a lot of clarity, or at least to me, sorry, I don't know. We'll see if it brought clarity to Josh later. <laughs> um, especially like in regards to these suggestions of Unati for pod making, pod crewing um, online, definitely helps also that, okay, actually we've been doing this online since ever, so don't worry. Mm, um, yeah, and generally, like, I, yeah, I live with an open heart. Thank you. And I also just wanted to say, like, Richard, when, when we, I, I wrote it here, and now I'm wondering whether I should share it or not, because as we opened this meeting, I felt that, like, we have been quite lucky here. We're in the Netherlands, and there's not much social restrictions. There's kind of this advisory um regulations but we are able to go outside every day i wake up and go for a bike ride uh, i've been meditating like i leave home at seven to meditate and see the sunset uh, so i'm i don't see many people but i'm not doing extremely bad but um i think it can be probably quite struggling if you if you're deprived of some of these things and and just just I, I've been struggling a little bit sometimes with my mind and to me sometimes what really helps is to to think that my original state is one of rest mm. like my the original place of my mind is one of rest 
and that everything that comes it's kind of me and the people and the, the places and everything around me that like to this box and to this heart that is usually naturally empty and light um it just keeps on adding so um i hope that you can find this rest from time to time don't get too lost in there <laughs> thank you thank you that's really sweet mm. Mm. yeah i feel like um i feel like we're becoming a team <laughs> actually like the first call with rich felt a bit more like uh um somewhat putting him in a perspective of like an idolized character whose research we read for a while and then like trying to take into our own project and um in going through the path the process of the past months i'm now coming to this end of this call and um really feeling like oh cool this is kind of something we can um meet on a common level about and really um work with each other on and towards um and that's, yeah, that's feeling really nourishing to me. Um, yeah, also like B said, going through this crewing stuff was uh, super settling as well because Corona changes the rules of the whole game and um, still having some outlook as to how we can carry on and carry through with this project. Um, like, I feel like I have a, a more solid grasp on how to do that coming out of this call. Mm -hmm. So that's super valuable. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to keeping in touch and follow up with you both about the 30th when we have some more information and we can keep a little thread going maybe to just explore ideas on how you participate and how you're feeling about all of that. Yeah, that'd be great. Yay. Thank nice. you. Great. Enjoy your evening. Thank you. You too. Fun. Lovely to see you both. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Ciao.